Welcome to Standard Chartered Money Insights, a podcast series by Standard Chartered Bank that brings you market views and insights on the go. Welcome to Standard Chartered Money Insights. My name is Marco Iacchini, and I'm a cross-asset strategist from the CIO team. On today's episode of the podcast, we'll discuss the latest developments in financial markets and explore what factors might help sustain the rally in risky assets going forward. Joining me today for this conversation, I'm glad to welcome Fukien Yap, our Senior Investment Strategist. Without further ado, let's start today's conversation. Fukien, global equities have now doubled since the trough of the COVID pandemic. What's the path forward and what are some of the key factors for the rally to sustain further? Yeah, thanks, Marco. Uh, The rally has been very strong indeed for global equities. I would believe the key driver of the rally so far are the strong fundamentals in corporate earnings growth. And this has been driven by consumer demand and easy financial conditions. We think that this will last for at least the next 6 to 12 months. We just saw data for the U.S. retail sales last month, really showing the strength of U.S. consumer demand. Now, the U.S. households, they receive government paychecks uh, due to the pandemic, and they also benefit from the rise in equities and house prices, which have helped their net worth rise. And they've also allowed, um, they've also built up savings and that they're now willing to spend. And so companies which are facing rising input costs, they're also able to pass on these costs to consumers. Uh, meanwhile, the infrastructure spending plan was signed off by President Biden uh, into law. Um, this would unleash about $550 billion of new spending on your roads, bridges, and broadband network. And these kind of investments typically have a large multiplier effect, uh, larger than giving paychecks to households. And in particular, the U.S. industrial, material, and financial sectors, we think they are the likely winners from this infrastructure bill. Now, the above scenario would mean that inflation is likely to stay elevated for a few more quarters before it falls away as uh, demand normalizes. But historically, equities and risk assets have performed well regardless of inflation, as long as the economic and corporate earnings growth has remained strong. We think this continues for the next 6 to 12 months. The caveat is that the central banks will need to ignore the current bout of inflation and hold off on policy tightening that could be premature. But we do see signs that central banks will be patient and they will hold off on hiking prematurely. Since we're, since we're talking about central banks, uh, the U.S. could be appointing a new chairman for the Fed in the coming days, uh, maybe weeks. Uh, are there any implications there? Yeah, in the U.S., President Biden is about to nominate the next Fed chair and also five uh, board members for the Fed. And now the new look for the Fed board could appear more dovish than the outgoing one. Uh, for example, if Lel Brainard is named as the chair, this will really send a dovish message, given Brainard's past voting pattern and recent comments. Now, Brainard believes that the current bout of inflation is transitory and that the job market for the lower income earners, uh, they need more time to heal. So a Brainard-led Fed uh, could push back on market expectations of more than two rate hikes in 2022. And also the US dollar's rally could fade if that happens and the U.S. financial conditions would ease more. We do see the market pricing, actually, for the Fed rate hikes as overly aggressive. 
Uh, right now, we think that the more possible scenario would be an ending of bond purchases by Q2 next year, followed by one rate hike by the end of the year. While we're on this topic, Fukien, um, how about any updates from Europe? Yeah, in the euro area, latest comments from ECB President Lagarde also suggest they are willing to look through this inflation that they see as transitory. And there's also a surge in uh, COVID-19 cases across Europe now, and this will likely make it harder for the ECB to unwind its bond purchase program. Uh, euro area business confidence indicators, your PMIs, are also uh, due next week. So that's something to watch for as uh, confidence has been flagging in recent months. But we do see that the ECB uh, will be patient and look through this uh, inflation. Thanks, Fukien. Now, uh, we know that the US and China uh, had a summit. Uh, this had a stark different tone versus the one in Alaska a few months back. What are the implications in your view for equities coming out of this summit? Yeah, there's not been any significant escalation of tension between the US and China at this summit, which is positive. So we've seen this play out with the Hang Seng Index. It's a found support at the higher low level of 24,600. And we still see uh, short-term trading opportunities as we think the worst may be over for the Hang Seng Index. Now, the focus would be on any potential de-escalation in the trade war between the US and China. And inflation may turn out to be a key swing factor there, actually. So any decrease in tariff on Chinese goods would help the US consumer and have uh, lower prices there as well. And it could also ease the pressure on the US companies' profit margins. So on the other hand, uh, any reduction in the cost of US imports into China could boost demand for US goods and helping the US companies. So we believe the US government is uh, likely to keep this de-escalation as an outside option uh, should US inflation rise significantly higher. Our cross-asset analysis shows that uh, U.S. equities are potentially vulnerable for a short-term pullback. But if that does happen, you've got this uh, potential de-escalation tool that could help again to support U.S. equities. Great. Thank you, Fukien. Uh, now, lastly, before we end today's podcast, how should bond investors position for increasing bond yields since we talked about the eventuality or potentially the, the, the risk of rising yields going forward? Yes, uh, heading into 2022, uh, Fed tapering and possible rate hikes, they are likely to be key drivers for the bond markets. So potentially higher bond yields uh, are likely to negatively impact bond prices. So the way that investors can mitigate the impact of higher yields is to keep the average majority of their bond holdings low. By keeping the average maturity low, uh, it's less sensitive to higher yields, so it mitigates against the impact. Now, historically, short-term bond yields have risen faster than long-term yields prior to actual Fed rate hikes. But on average, your short-term maturity bonds have outperformed due to their lower interest rate sensitivity. If we look at the perpetuals, though, uh, investors have to be more selective. If uh, corporate perpetuals, where the issuer has an incentive to call them, either due to uh, coupon step-ups or rating agency treatments, now, these perpetuals will tend to be more resilient compared to those that have no inbuilt incentive to call. So those perpetuals with no incentive to call will start acting like long-dated bonds, and they are likely to be more volatile heading into the rate hiking cycle. Hence, with perpetual bonds, 
there's a greater need for investors to be selective. Thanks, Vukian. And thanks again for joining our conversation today. Uh, that is all for this episode of Standard Charter Money Insights. If you would like to learn more or read our publications, please visit our website at sc.com under Latest Market Insights. As a reminder, if you enjoyed our discussion, please rate and review us wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for listening to Standard Chartered Money Insights, a podcast series by Standard Chartered Bank. For more details on the latest market insights, subscribe to Standard Chartered Money Insights.